Welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast with Jamel Gadlewski. In this episode, I will be talking about focus. As this new year has started, I have been doing a lot of thinking. And as it seems every day, there are more things to get frustrated with, discouraged about, or maybe even depressed. I've had to intentionally find a way to stay focused. And I started this year reading and going through a Christine Kane focus and reset is what she calls the curriculum. And the very first day, this set of verses really got my mind going. So just up front, I want to tell you, I'm going to be sharing a Bible verse. I'm going to be going through it and explaining how I am applying it to my life. So the Bible verse is Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So the first thing I think about when I read those verses is a race. I'm just going to be honest here. I don't run. I don't run anywhere anymore. Even when I was younger, I didn't really like racing because if I didn't win, I got upset. And to be honest, I never won. But really, the more I thought about it, I don't think that's what's meant by these verses. I think that my race is really a path a life journey. And I think it changes over time. I mean, I can look back to what I thought was my path in the 20s, and that's certainly not the same path I'm on in my late 40s. I don't really think of winners and losers anymore like I used to. Maybe it's my age, like I said, but I'm at a point where I just want to finish the race. And I I just want to cross the finish line. And be able to say, I gave it my all. But staying on my path, the path that I'm supposed to be on, I think that's the hard part. When I look at these verses, when I look at run the race or the path that is for us and run with perseverance and endurance, in order to run that race, it says we have to throw off everything that hinders us, including sin. I want to talk about all this for a while. So what are the distractions that you have in your life? What are the obstacles that are in your path? In just preparing for this message, I had distractions. I mean, they might be little. My dog was barking. It's cold outside. It's cold in my house. My mind wanders, and I think about other things I need to do. Really, I distract myself. I have a bad, bad habit, habit, or habits actually that I do have that currently distract me. 
They consume too much of my time watching the news or scrolling through social media or even watching Netflix. Those are things that distract me on my path. What's on your path is distracting. I think they're a little different than obstacles. I'm, I'm going to be honest and just say I don't really have a lot of life obstacles right now, but I know many people do. Could be lack of money or resources. Sometimes it's just not enough time in the day. We're too busy. The weather might be an obstacle, a broken car, a broken relationship, maybe a traumatic event, maybe it's a health concern. Most of these obstacles that I have noticed, at least in my life, is that obstacles are usually unavoidable. For instance, I can't affect or change the weather. I have no control over it. I can't control anything to do with other people. I can't control when my battery is going to die on my car, which it did right before vacation. I can kind of prevent health issues, but we don't always really have that much control. Distractions, those are things I do bring on myself, and I think I really do have some control. Obstacles are outside of my control. Distractions are within my control. But then there's that really big piece of that verse. The biggest obstacle, the one that easily entangles me, and that's sin. I think a lot of times when we hear the word sin, we think of big things like murder. I'm hoping, I mean, maybe there's murderers listening to this podcast, but probably not. Or we might think of committing adultery. That's one of the big sins. We don't think about little things like telling a lie, coveting something our neighbor has. Um, to be honest, those are the sins that entangle me. So when it says throwing off the sin that so in easily entangles me, that is going to take some work. I need to allow the Holy Spirit to really do a heart check on me. Like I have things inside my heart that bring out attitudes or ill will or bad feelings or like it's, it's kind of ugly at times. And I want you to think of doing a heart check kind of like when your check engine light comes on. You can be like me where sometimes I choose to ignore it and I just think the engine light will go away and everything's fine. I live in denial that there might actually be something wrong with my car. I might think, oh, it's just something simple like the gas cap. Like it seems like the sin that's in our heart can be like that. Like we might just say, it's no big deal. It's just little. Or we just pretend that it's not really going on and it's just going to go away. But this small thing could actually be a huge hindrance. Maybe it's just me, but I think sometimes I've gotten really good at acting like nothing's wrong. I've gotten pretty good at not acting like I'm a sinful person. I've come to the conclusion that my mind and my thoughts, that's where my sin really lies. Where do those thoughts come from? Is there something rooted deep in my heart? I need the Lord to help me throw off that sin that entangles me. I need him to truly do a heart check. 
And then the hard part of doing the work to clean up that mess, to clean up the sin in my heart. I have to do what I have to do. That's obedience. That's discipline. In other words, I need to listen to the mechanic. Well, we've only made it through the first verse. Verse two in that section makes me think, well, what should we be doing then? How can we not focus on our distractions, our obstacles? How do we not allow our sin to entangle us? And it's actually very straightforward. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Now, that's almost like you say, well, no, duh. If you're a Christian, duh, that's what you're going to do. But I think we say it, but we don't actually do it. If we would put more time and energy into focusing on Jesus and his words and communicating with him and not looking at our obstacles, imagine what a better position we'd probably be in. I know I would be. I was reading a story about a 94-year-old woman that was going into an assisted living residence. And when she got to her room, she said, oh, this is so beautiful and nice. The staff was just amazed. Like nobody says that when they get to a nursing home or a assisted living facility. And she told them, well, it's a choice. I can choose to focus on the fact that I'm living. I have a nice place to live in. I've got good food to eat. Or I can choose to focus on the negative that my body doesn't do all I want it to. That my mind is starting to fail me. So really, Like, it's a choice. Where am I fixing my eyes? What am I allowing my mind to focus on? At the end of that verse, it says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now, see, that doesn't make any sense. The joy set before him? Like, there was joy in going to the cross? I've been studying in my theology class the cry of dereliction, they called it, when Jesus was on the cross and he said, why have you forsaken me, Lord? And we've been reading and discussing, was he really, did, the, did his father really just leave him there alone? But then in these verses, it says, it actually says that there was joy before him. Joy in crucifixion? When we look at verse three, we kind of know why. Because he did this for us to scorn shame, our shame. He did this for us, the sinners. We're the sinners. We're the messed up people. As we wrap our mind around verse four and kind of close this off, we certainly haven't shed blood for our own sin. Jesus endured the cross with joy to pay for my sin by shedding his blood. Let's not grow weary. Let's not lose heart on our path in our race. We can do this just one step at a time. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. In my mind, I picture, I do picture myself running a race. Like I said, I'm probably not running. I believe when I was little, I probably ran a lot. You know, you're a kid. There was times that I probably was skipping in my race. Then there was jogging. And now I'm just kind of plugging along. (laughs) But then I think as I'm plugging along, like my daughter and I went on a hike over Christmas break in the Smoky Mountains. And I thought it was going to be easy, but there was an incline and there was loose rocks. 
And I told her to go ahead of me because she was faster. And all I kept telling myself was just keep moving. Just keep moving. Just keep putting one step in front of the other. Be careful with the loose rocks. Be careful with how steep it is so you don't fall. But just focus. Focus on one step at a time. In 2020, I read the, the Bible all the way through. There was an app that I used. When I was finishing Revelation, we were obviously going into the new year, 2021. We're all hoping things would get better. And then January 6th comes and boom, it was like, wow, I was distracted. I was distracted. I was angry. I was frustrated, grief stricken, but I kept on walking. I had to pause a lot more this last week but I kept walking. That's my running my race. What am I doing on my path now? Well, at this, like I said, at this point in my life, it's a little bit different. Like at this, I, I want to spread love. I want to encourage people. I want to pray for people. I want to help others. I want to point people to Jesus. Jesus walked the road to Calvary. Many people were cursing at him and spitting on him. The guards were whipping him, but he kept going. One foot in front of the other. The Bible does tell us that we're going to have to share in Jesus' struggle. Now, I'm 100% sure. Gosh, I hope I'm right, but I'm 100% sure we're not going to have to walk that path. But if he can walk his, we can walk ours but we need to do it together. Jesus wasn't alone on his path, everybody. At times he was physically alone, but he wasn't alone. We actually have one another. So in this bonus episode, I want you to think about what are you focusing on? What are the distractions and the obstacles that get in your way? And I don't think the life we're on is a sprint. I think it's about finishing, finishing strong, doing the best you can on your path, doing the best you can to stay, to stay focused. And to do that, we have to not allow ourselves to get distracted. We have to get rid of those things in our heart that are burdening us and weighing us down. And we got to focus. And I think you need a group of people around you. When I say group, I'm, I really mean a couple that are going to walk with you on this path. Because there's times that we doubt. There's times that we want to stop and we do stop. There might even be times that we take a couple steps off our path and we go down the wrong direction. And that's when I need others to say, Jamel, you're going the wrong way. Come on, this way. Do your best to love God the best you can. Love yourself and take care of yourself. Live healthy and love others. If we can do those three things, I think we're on a pretty good path together. Keep on keeping on, friends. Season two is coming up. <laughs>